Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And as we're, how, how, how long can we go without doing something uh, Marvel or Star Wars related, superhero, comic book related. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's always we we can't we can't stop we won't stop and therefore we we shall push forth uh, with our top one hundred comic book character list. This is uh just like the Star Wars one we did, entirely based on our favorites, entirely subjective, entirely up to you. Uh, this isn't about who the best characters are. It's not about like oh who had the best story. I mean, unless of course. Whoever has the best story makes them your favorite. Then that's then that's that's fair game. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's not uh, we're not we're not critiquing anything here. It's mostly mm. uh, mostly just relishing in the uh, in the glory of Marvel and DC characters, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm I'm just very very excited to do and to kick it off here. We we got we we start with 100. We work through uh, at least the top the the bottom 25 here. Uh, and I, I, I very much so look forward to getting into that with you. Uh, how'd this, uh, how'd this list come together for you? It, uh, at the start, a little slow, cause I just wanted to make sure everyone was, I was thinking of my top favorites in the right spot. But, uh, once I started getting past, like, you know, the 15, 20 mark, they, they were flowing pretty easily. Mm. Um, and then, uh, it was kind of difficult near the end, uh, to, you know, I, I got to 80, uh, 85 pretty easily whenever I was just running. But that the last, uh, the last like 15 or so were, were a little, um, difficult. Yeah. To you know, at, with, that, but... at that point for me, it became like, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then like it kept being, oh yes, until I got to like 120. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck. Now I have to cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think got... total, I only cut about like four or five, maybe six people. Whew. Um, for I me, so plenty yeah. of characters yeah. uh, that ultimately didn't didn't get the nod. R.I.P. Puddle Gulp, aka Frog <laughs> Thor. Uh, <laughs> too many big names in these universes. Too many, mm-hmm. just too many, and plenty. And you know, there's a test a testament to Marvel for doing what they've done. You know, they dominate this list for me compared to DC, but I do have mm-hmm. I do have plenty of DC characters. It's just a testament to the on screen a development that we've seen of more characters across the Marvel universe. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've, I've, I've obviously read plenty of comics and stuff and that, that obviously does have some bearing on these rankings, but you know, there's the, the movie and television medium has always resonated with me in a way that the comic books haven't. And therefore Mm -hmm. the characters that are brought to life on screen. Well, uh, always become the ones that resonate with me the most. Uh, 
so that's just kind of the the briefing I wanted to give. I'm not I'm not too like you got to be comics loyal. You got to be comics accurate. No, like if you're going to give me a good story, do what you're going to do and I'm going to accept it on screen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, or I mean like unless it's just just bad, you know, that's happened too. Uh there's just some things that you can't really make happen that happen in comic books a lot of the time exactly. or uh, it's too exactly. crazy and you know in the MCU they got to play into their whole timeline and the whole storyline and stuff. So a lot of factors. So yeah, like I don't know. It's a conversation like Star Wars too. Everyone's like got to be critical and source material. Got to be exact, but like no, like it's uh, supposed to change you. and be new stories and everything. So yeah, yeah, it'll be. It it it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun is the bottom line. And with that, I think it might be time to do this shit. What do you think? Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm ready. All right then, I'll kick it off with my 100. This is a this is a Fantastic Four character, mm. uh, but not a member of the Fantastic Four. It is Doctor Doom. Mm. How I kick off my top 100. Uh, I've always fucked with this villain. You know, it's a pretty iconic iconic look with some some influence over some other stuff that I've grown to love deeply. You know, like uh, I think uh, Doctor Doom could be something of a source of inspiration for you know even Darth Vader at a point in terms of the the character design but dr doom is just uh just legendary you know uh every time i see that mask and i see that green hood it's like tough (laughs) oh dude oh that's a i don't know like at first when you look at him you're like bad vibes villain vibes you know you're like you're not you're you're not thinking like yeah this this dude's gonna you know be be a great you know outstanding guy and upstanding and citizen but oh doctor what a fitting name too like what a just name the look the like the the oh, reputation all, the, i mm. love it when it all comes together mm. you know who i want to play i want to play dr doom in the mcu hmm. who john carlo esposito <laughs> oh yeah he he plays the villain role well i didn't even think of like what villain he could take up in in marvel but that would be oh, oh and i so tell you sweet. what if john carlo esposito takes up the mantle of dr doom in the mcu or if if, if it gets an on-screen adaptation that just knocks me on my fucking ass when it comes to the mcu i'll tell you what this this character will shoot up this list because uh the only thing holding me back is that uh, i haven't gotten an on-screen adaptation that i really love you know i i do fuck with the with the comic character and I think uh, I've seen him in video games be really fucking cool. Like I loved him in Marvel, mm-hmm. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. That mm. shit was awesome. Became becomes God Emperor Doom. <laughs> uh, like the the shit the shit that this guy the, the heights this man's achieved in some places in the comics is fucking crazy. Just because he is j- at some point just a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just it's really cool character. Now, I, I kick it off with Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom. Hopefully we'll be able to see him sometime soon. In, I hope so. In live action. But Maya 100 kicks off with uh, with Kolg. Um, Kolg. Our, uh, our Rocky friend, you know, our, uh, our, was he, conf- or no, Wong was confirmed to be new Master 64 or whatever. But the, uh, you know, we, we it, he's, he's just uh, super funny, you know, uh, in a movie, a fun movie, you know, um, as well. Uh, just. We don't say that name around it. Yeah, you, you do the impression very well. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want, really want to attempt it, but 
but yeah, he's a, I don't know. Just, a, I felt like he was a, a fitting a hundred, you know, just a, a guy who's part of the rocks right here. Yeah. He's just, uh, he was content, you know, he was, uh, it's on these, these grounds we can rebuild. Mm. Oh, well, well, there it goes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, just, I don't know. I, I, I love Korg. He's a, no, yeah, he's a cutie, you know, yeah. and uh, I fuck with Taika Waititi. So, uh, and it, him voicing that character is legendary. Mm. So Korg is a perfect 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could have gotten some more meme characters mm. in. I wanted Puddle Gulp. Mm. God damn it. I just couldn't in good conscience get Puddle Gulp. In here. <laughs> um, yeah. There's too many strong names on here to, to throw in one of those. You know, and, uh, along with Puddle Gulp, shout out Kangaroo the Conqueror. Shout out uh, uh, Alligator Loki. Uh, I guess I could bring him up later since he is just a variant of Loki. Um, True. I suppose I could with Thor as well. There, I guess that is just Thor. That is Thor. Frog so, Thor. So I guess you do have him on your list. Technically, in some capacity. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Korg, that's a good 100. Uh, but with that, on to my 99. And this is where I've got uh, a, a leader of the X-Men mm. in Cyclops. Wow. Okay. Uh, this is a this is a character like and I when it came to our Star Wars list, you'll recall me being like a you know when I was growing up it wasn't Anakin for me. Like it wasn't the main it wasn't the main guy. It wasn't it wasn't Luke, it was the it was Han, it was Obi-Wan, it was one of these other guys around him. I always to an even fucking greater degree did not like Scott Summers when I was younger. I don't know what it was about him, but I was like, I could not care less about this guy. Um, I mean, fair. And it's only with, it's only with age that I've come to appreciate Cyclops uh, in any capacity. There was a time where, and you know, I was a diehard Wolverine guy when I was younger and I, I wanted Wolverine to be happy in the movies. And, you know, he wanted Jean gray and Scott had Jean gray. Therefore, fuck Scott. Uh, (laughs) But you know, I've come to, I've come to grow on uh, Scott's come to grow on me uh, quite Hmm. a bit over the years. Uh, Not, not enough as you'll see as he is 99 on this list, pretty low, but uh, Mm -hmm. a pretty, pretty big jump, a pretty big gap here. Yeah. I feel like we'll find a lot more of those in this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some characters that find their way really high on the list for one of us and uh, not so mm-hmm. high on the others. But uh, yeah, uh, Cyclops at ninety nine. And my uh, my ninety nine is this is where Hella is. Um, good one, good one. I, I figured you know she's only she's not in it for for too much. You know she's a lot of people kind of for forget about her when it comes like to the MCU sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I mean when she was on screen, uh, I don't know she was badass. Oh. Um, her storyline was just yeah, so cool. Uh, the the design too um, of, of her character was just awesome. Um, and uh, I don't know that the Thor storylines are are always so cool. Um, and th- this one wasn't wasn't any exception. Um, yeah, you'll find that on my list there are a couple characters that I didn't include because I was counting on you including them, mm. and Hello Hello was one of them, and. Mm. Uh, uh, Odin will be another that I know is probably on your list, but is not mm-hmm. on mine. Um, Don't have to worry. No, no need to worry there. <laughs> I knew, I knew I wouldn't have to worry about that one. I was like, Hella might be risky, but we'll, we'll see. And uh, she snuck in there, ninety nine. Mm. But yeah, she's a dope villain. You know, uh, she uh, she's really like the only thing that could take her down in the end was the fucking ether, not the ether, but uh, uh what was the fucking guy? 
the flaming giant who's plunged his sword deep into the, the bosom of Asgard. Oh, I that I how Surter Suter Surter. That's right. That is yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. okay, yeah, Surter. Uh, voiced by Clancy Clancy Brown, I believe. But uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, Hela was a badass, you know, and the only thing that could stop her in the end was the destruction of Asgard, yeah, which is uh, pretty pretty incredible. Damn, <laughs> that's that's fair. I didn't even uh, think about the way she went out, but yeah, she uh, she went out with a bang, with a bang to be sure. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna stick with you in Asgard uh, for '98. Here, this is where I have Heimdall. Oh wow, okay. Uh, I love I love me some Heimdall, but uh. Not not enough to propel him super high up this list. Uh, he was always one of my favorite Thor characters. Every time we came back to Heimdall, I thought he was super fucking cool. He was always down to ride. Uh, the protector of Asgard and Ragnarok. In fact, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, why the fuck is he my 98? Oh, fathers, give me the last final, you know, like the last. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, and yeah. Idris Elba, electric. I fucking mm-hmm. love Idris Elba. Uh, he will be playing, he plays another character that is later on in my list. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I I fuck with Heimdall on a on a on a deep level. Ah, um, yeah, that's I don't know. That's he's a it's a more sizable gap than Cyclops, not by much, but uh, a slight bigger bit. gap. But uh, but yeah, he uh, I'll talk about. I guess we could save some Heimdall stuff. I will say my favorite Heimdall moment is in Thor: The Dark World. Whenever he senses that the invisible ships are flying by mm. and runs down the bridge and jumps off and just carves into the side of it. I mean, obviously it's not enough, but it was super badass. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's sick. But it's, it's, I don't know. Glad he, glad he made the list, though. Uh, oh, absolutely. In fact, like, I'd, I'd probably have him higher. Just, mm. But you'll find that with this... It's gonna happen. Thirty. Yeah. It's kind of interchangeable. It could be seventy. It could be a hundred. Just depends on the day you're asking me, mm-hmm. frankly. Well, uh, continuing on my ninety-eight, I have the collector. Um, oh, um, Tantalier Tavon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. Um, and from you know what if as well. Uh, you know that cool adaptation. Yeah, what if there. the collector was just fucking jacked? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, like that seemed to be his what if was like, what if he did the exact <laughs> thing he does, but was just fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and in comics, like I haven't read any of his comics, but I've seen like some like clips that go through like a little run of, of, of some, you know, of his storyline and stuff. And he like, I don't know, he's just a really cool concept of a character. Um, and brought to life in a really, really cool, cool way by Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's an awesome. He's a fantastic actor, and he only he just kills it. Mm. And uh, as Tanner Tavon, but uh, yeah, what a fucking cool character! He had the like, reality that's, stone, man. That's, that's the first one. That's the first one of of a few that I'm expecting will be like, fuck. I mm. wish I had him. <laughs> uh, and I think there's going to be a lot more of that for the both of us than there was in the Star Wars one. Mm. Uh, just because, like, there's. There's just so many characters, mm-hmm. so many Marvel and DC characters. Yeah, um, the Suicide Squad I kind of omitted, forgot about. Um, and you you made me realize that whenever you brought up um, Idris Elba. Um, yeah, so, 
So that kind of stuff. Yeah, I got a, I, I, I will say another, another, there were a few Suicide Squad characters who I did consider and ultimately didn't make the cut. Uh, Rick Flag, uh, Ratcatcher 2, Polka Dot Man, all of these were considered and didn't end up making the cut. Uh, but I do have, I do have a few Suicide Squad members on here. Uh, well, with that, who was your, who was your 98? Um, the collector. The collector. That's right. The that's collector. right. Uh, with that, we'll go on to my 97. This is where I have Valkyrie mm. played by Tessa Thompson. Super badass. Uh, loved, loved her in Thor Ragnarok. And I, this is, this is one where it's like, I love the actress. So I'm counting on the, uh, the potential that that's still there too. Like, I know we're going to get more of Valkyrie and I just cannot wait for the stories they have to tell. Mm. Um, yeah, I, and not a ton to say. Not a ton to say on Valkyrie. She's just a super badass new and, leader uh, of Asgard. Yeah, new, new leader new, of Asgard, new king. Baby. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, uh, I I have her like coming up uh, pretty soon. I'll just uh, just yeah, very small gap here, but uh, but she's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, my ninety-seven, kind of sticking with like the collector line ish. You know, kind of similar character. This is where I have the Grandmaster. Ah, okay, Jeff okay. Goldblum. Um, ju- I mean, just love me some Jeff Goldblum, and I'm I'm so glad he's in the MCU. I think this character just fit him so well. Oh, it's um, perfect. It's and... it's impeccable, <laughs> and um, it just like makes so much sense that like Taika Waititi directing, he got Jeff Goldblum to do this role where he mm-hmm. probably just kind of let Jeff Goldblum do whatever the fuck he wanted because Jeff Goldblum kind of does the same thing for everybody which is hilarious <laughs> even though he's an incredible actor he's just like kind of playing the same guy mm-hmm. <laughs> in some different capacity mm. um <laughs> oh yeah uh, i don't know the, these last like uh i guess hella was kind of like a, a serious ish character uh like down here but like korg the collector grandmaster like uh i don't know kind yeah, of like you got, the, you got the fun ones down mm-hmm. here oh yeah but... i like that i like that all right, all right. My 96, this is where I have Bloodsport, uh, also played by Idris Elba in the Suicide Squad. Uh, not, not a huge, not a huge jump up my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I can only like him so much. Uh, you know, the screaming match he gets into with his daughter during the movie is kind of like, all right, well, you could have <laughs> handled that better. Mm. Um, but I do, I do like that when he, when it came to it down there at the end, you know, he, he came through for the team and, uh, and for the people of Cordo Maltese and was like, you know what? We got to eliminate Starro or else he's going to destroy this place, uh, which is, you know, admirable. And therefore, mm. uh, I fuck with blood sport, but not enough to propel him super high up the list. Oh, I kind of, I kind of feel weird. Okay. Like I feel weird saying his name now, like this low, but then I see like another, like a main guy that's like kind of just two right above him. So I don't, I guess I don't feel too bad. I just never like really connected with him. I guess uh, it's just it's War Machine. That's where I have, uh, you know. Um, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. Mm. He's not on mine. Yeah, I I didn't think he's just kind of like there. Um, he, he has like I don't know. He has like some funny moments where he's like he always likes to tell his war stories, you know, to his buddies oh. and like um, I don't know. Like he he has some some funny moments and. Like, why don't we just go back and baby Thanos, you know, he like the, the choke, you know, choke him out like thing. You know, he has his moments, but like, I just don't um, like, there's some like, I, I like him as a dude whenever he's just taught, like whenever he goes down and he, he gets, he gets paralyzed like that. That's a heart wrenching moment. 
he's he's an honest, straight up dude. I loved him in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and his interactions with Sam. Mm. But like, there's something about like the career military mm. men that like it, it's like I I feel weird about l- loving them, especially when the dude's name that he chose was War Machine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know, man. There's just something <laughs> fundamentally that I just can't get behind about that. Sure. Uh, uh, and therefore, uh, I, that's ultimately what propelled him down this list. Is I was like, mm. "Your name is War Machine, and like you chose that, you like that." Yeah. True. That was yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. He was kind of killing it on Wakanda, though. Like, don't get me wrong. He is definitely a war machine. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he can do some. Absolutely, what you know, he says. He does live up to his name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, and like he is fighting the wars that are extremely necessary now, mm-hmm. and and you know, defending humans from an alien invasion. Uh, that's a uh, war that's I could pretty, get behind, I guess. Yeah, that's a war I can uh, <laughs> can fuck with. Uh, yeah, defend yeah. us from the aliens, please. <laughs> yeah, that was ninety six. Uh, Don Cheadle. All right, all right. With that, my ninety five is. This is my first Eternal. On the list. Mm. Uh, pretty low. This is where I've got Icarus. Mm. The boy who flew too close to the sun. I uh, So you'll find that Icarus is my lowest Eternal. And there are a couple Eternals who aren't on my list. Mm. Um, really? Sprite, Sprite didn't make my list. And Ajax didn't make my list. Mm. Uh, I, do, I do love Ajax, but... I was just like, there's just not enough there for me right now. Like, uh, I hope we can find a way to get Salma Hayek back in the MCU and stuff. But, uh, from what I've seen on screen, she was, she was a really admirable character, but like, we just didn't get a lot of time to connect with her. And that's kind of how I feel about all the Eternals, uh, Mm. save for, save for a couple. It's like, I, you'll find here in a little bit that they're all kind of in a, in a row. Because I appreciate them roughly on the same level, I just know which Eternals I like. I prefer to the other Eternals. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that, that's fair. Like where they are, kind of down near this bottom, isn't really what matters. But like the ranking of each Eternal, like yeah, exactly, is like, is, I, like I, the more important part. Between, yeah, because like, like I think I have six or seven of them later, and like mm. the six or seven of them occupy those six or seven spots in a row. Like there's there's no doubt about it for me. Um. Yeah, mine, mine's just, I have nine and they're all in a row. Uh, no gaps at all. And that's how, that's how, that's how the Eternals are working right now. There's just not enough on all of them. Mm. And the ones that we did get enough on are the ones who are actually like Icarus. Like we got a ton of story with Icarus and mm-hmm. the more story we got with him, the less I liked him mm. because he was like, he just became a bigger and bigger asshole who I couldn't get behind. But, uh, you know, his redemption there at the end where he, semi-redemption where he you know doesn't kill cersei and uh decides he's gonna fly into the sun does he really die from that though you know i i guess whenever I the planet like, explodes uh, the celestial protects them you know so like that like i i just don't like i feel like he's the only one that's like for sure for sure permanent dead dead like I don't know. I does that kill oh, I don't know. Ajax and Gilgamesh like they got absorbed. I guess his memories are still there. So like none of them can ever die. And their yeah. their bodies can just be created whenever like yeah, exactly. Unless the World Forge or wherever they're made wherever that happens to be. I don't know if it's separate right. from the World Forge, but uh man, I 
just I'm ready for any more Eternal stuff. Like I, I need. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. And uh, whether Richard Madden returns as Icarus or not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an, I kind of, you know, there's a part of me that is a fan of this, this genre and the all of this. So you know, I anticipate a resurrection to a degree. Mm. But I'd also be fine if they just kept him dead. You know, like mm-hmm. one thing I will say about the Eternals is that like uh ten years ago, this movie is two or three movies. It's way too big a story mm. that they just shoved into one movie. Can you imagine the payoff of not knowing any of any of this and then three movies later finding out that Icarus isn't the the, Damn. the great hero that you know uh like I think I think Damn. that with crazy. Marvel's accelerated timeline now mm. always producing projects we're gonna lose that mm. you know lose the 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 slow burn of some stuff but uh you know I'm gonna be I gotta be okay with that to a degree you know we are getting so much content and that's gonna make me happy but uh you know, hmm. I do like a slow burn, mm. and I'd appreciate some more of those. Oh yeah, uh, maybe a a slow burn here. Hopefully, she's in here for a while. Uh, this is where I have Kate Bishop. All um, right, Hawkeye Kate. Bishop. Kate. Um, but uh, oh yeah, hopefully this is just the start of her. Hopefully, she's part of the new Avengers crew. You know, for a while, uh, stays stays there. Hopefully, her apartment turns into like a headquarters for a little bit because it's just so cool. Um, yeah, and I mean, I mean, like it's fallen into place. She has all the security stuff, you know, from her mom. Uh, like she's Hawkeye now, right? Um, yeah, like uh, it's just like there's no way they're just gonna let this character go. Um, no. they, I hope they have a lot of future plans with her. And uh, yeah, I, I guess it's it's kind of just the start. You know, we only have one show, um, of her, so I, I, you know, couldn't propel her, you know, that high. But I, I hope uh, within the future that she. Or I, I believe in the future she will propel herself up. So this is one where we've got a pretty sizable mm-hmm. gap just based on that one show, which is uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. I'll, I'll, I, now I'm curious to see where your Cyclops and uh, mm-hmm. Heimdall fell to, like compared to what the Kate Bishop gap is. Like it'll be interesting. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. All right. I mean, it's both of them are in the top fifty. Cyclops and Heimdall for me. So. Just okay. uh, right. a, a check. Like a, All right, cool. Then okay. not quite as sizable, mm-hmm. uh, but you know uh, that's a good that's a good ninety five though. Mm-hmm. That's a good ninety five. And with that, I'll go on to my ninety four. Uh, this is where I have Nebula. Mm. Um, I like the uh, I like the Guardians crew, but uh, Nebula's always just kind of gotten on my nerves. Mm. Uh, you know, and I think. Uh, with good reason like there's there's her character was always supposed to kind of you're supposed to be like damn man i just hope you get that shit together like (laughs) because it sucks dealing with all this right now man like when she chases gamora down on Mm. ego and tries to shoot her dead and then gamora saves her and she i i but you do feel bad. You feel bad for Nebula, you know, like every time she lost growing up, Thanos replaced a part of her and that's devastating. It's going to create someone who is uh, hard to be around. <laughs> oh yeah. Crazy how she was like the key to let Thanos know that he won 
and to go into the future to win or to try to win again. You know, like through Nebula, Thanos found out that he won, um, which was just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and that he was inevitable, you know, or whatever. But, but yeah, it truly a, was inevitable. Oh, no, it's kind of interesting. All of these that, that you're mentioning, like they're like the gap is, you know, kind of like, you know, large, whatever. But like Cyclops, Heimdall, Nebula, like they're all just kind of like falling near like they're all near each other, like on my list as well. Um, that's is, interesting yeah i, lo- I love when shit but in, like that in reverse order um which is yeah like the order that you list them in i have them like flipped but all like relatively the same gap between them though so that's funny that's fucking funny but uh yeah all right so that was my 94 nebula uh my 94 this is where um ant-man falls for me all right um, all right you know th- th- that's why like i said like war machine being like a main guy this low and like i saw ant-man's name like two above him and i felt a little more comfortable uh, because I, I don't know ant-man he's a. Uh, it's crazy that he is this low um i don't know he's I, I i just don't connect with him as much as the other heroes for some reason like he's funny and like I, the movies are entertaining and the concepts are great um uh, nah, it's just, there's just something that's not hitting right mm. with the Ant-Man franchise right now. Uh, cause I'm right there with you that, uh, Scott Lang is my, uh, is, is my 93 or no, wait, no, he's my 92 shit. Sorry. Skip that. Mm. But, uh, so he'll be up in a couple spots, mm. but you know, there's just something like, and he's the highest of anyone from the Ant-Man franchise. Everyone else. I don't, I don't have Wasp. I don't have Hope Van Dyne. I don't have a uh, Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any of these characters, uh, Ghost or any any of that, just because like uh, the movies just are kind of dull in comparison to some other stuff that that Marvel's mm-hmm. done for me. And uh, it's funny, you know, it's entertaining and it's enjoyable to watch. But as soon as I'm done watching it, I'm not like, man, can't wait to rewatch that the next time I watch it. You know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I won't watch that again for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I hope. Uh... Quantumania changes that, you know, I hope uh, it sort of seems like it's dealing with cooler stuff just innately already. Um, so it's probably more of like an important movie. Um, I so, anticipate this being the best of the Ant-Man trilogy yeah. to be, sh- to be sure, mm-hmm. especially written by Jeff Loveness, uh, who wrote, uh, the first episode of season five of Rick and Morty, the, uh, Mr. Nimbus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I the, am uh, Mr. Well, Nimbus. <laughs> You know, Morty visiting the uh, the alternate uh, reality where time moves faster and they develop a whole society <laughs> and culture around. All right, you want to the- go? You want to go? And he straps up and he gets uh, everything. Destroys the society. It's one little thing and it propels them, you know, like five billion years in the future or whatever, you know, like, ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that's, that's, it's being written by that guy who's got, clearly got a knack for this funny sci-fi writing, so I think that quantum mania can only be, can only be a step in the right direction for Ant-Man. Mm. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Interesting to, to see like a, a big name like this, this far down. Uh, wouldn't, I, I don't know. I wouldn't initially think that like Ant-Man would be in the nineties. You know, I, I don't know. Like before I would start the list, I'd be like, Oh, Ant-Man probably in the top 50 somewhere. He's a main guy, but like, uh, Nah, he's just too strong. Nah, he's just not. He's just not. You know, and uh, I've got a main guy here at my ninety three. This is where I've got Clint Barton, Hawkeye. Mm. Uh, didn't didn't propel up my list too far. Uh, you know, Hawkeye the the series Hawkeye propelled him in ways uh, I I couldn't have anticipated. You know, like I I despised. I didn't like this character. 
the incarnation the incarnation we were getting on on screen with Jeremy Renner. Uh, I've always liked the comics character. He's a lot. I feel like he's a lot cooler than the uh, the government agent we've gotten like hardcore serious guy that we've gotten on screen with Jeremy Renner. But uh, I think they enhanced his character greatly in Hawkeye. Uh, clearly not enough to really propel him up my list, but uh, enough for him to be in the top 100. There was a time when he wasn't uh, to be sure. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, without the show, I mean, I, I think he's, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, still be pretty low on him. Um, show did, did well to, uh, to explain some things, give him some more depth. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's a little higher up on mine. Um, so I guess I'll save a little bit cause I don't even think I have much to say about him. Uh, anyway, no, so I'll, I'll mention a couple moments yeah. <laughs> later on when you bring him up, but my 93, this is my first, uh, DC character. Um, mm. and it's, uh, either Raish or Ra, Raz, but, uh, this is Raz Al Ghul. Interesting. Um, yes. And video game, uh, live action, just uh, like any anywhere that that he is, you know, he's Liam Neeson. Uh, he's in the video games. He's also badass. You know, the Lazarus Pit. He, like the whole concept of of race is is cool. Um, him in in Gotham, uh, the Netflix show was really really good. Um, you know, my favorite my favorite Ra's al Ghul conflict in all of comic book media is it was with Green Arrow and Arrow. Mm. Oh, that's what I meant, not Gotham. Uh, that's what I meant, Arrow. That's what I remember. Because oh, I don't think he is in Gotham, actually. I, I've never watched Gotham, yeah, I so I was yeah. I was just rolling that's, with you. That's but uh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that those, no, yeah. that him that and Arrow was fucking awesome. Yeah, that arc was so good. Yeah, the um, League of Assassins mm-hmm. and uh, all of that. Like, he's a really, really interesting character. And now that I'm talking about it, I want to go fucking rewatch Green Arrow. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, like he was a great a great addition to that show. And that's, that's probably my favorite uh, adaptation of Ra's al Ghul uh, at this point. Uh, Batman begins has a pretty solid Ra's al Ghul adaptation, but I'm not a huge fan of the whole uh, Batman not killing by omitting his ability to prevent someone from dying. Like, I, I don't know, man, I feel, I, I felt a little weird to me, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, I do, I, I do fuck with the character. Uh, Ra's al Ghul is definitely a cool one. Mm-hmm. Without him, we don't have Batman, kind of. No, so, no. I don't know. He's, uh, yeah, I feel like I, I, I felt like I had to include him. I'm gonna go on like a little DC, uh, run here for, for a little. Um, no, but, yeah, I'll, I have, I have the DC ones peppered in here pretty, pretty sparsely throughout, but, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to my first or my second DC here in a little bit but my 92 as you already said scott lang Mm -hmm. uh and you kind of said it all about him uh uh, he's he's funny he's cool Uh, the concept's awesome just hasn't been brought to life in a way that i like really care about Mm -hmm. uh i thought it was like whenever i watched endgame and he was such like a massive part of the first 40 45 50 minutes i was like wow definitely didn't see that coming Mm. uh I think you know he that that's probably my favorite Ant Man uh, content is him in Endgame. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking it's either the, that or what if when he's just ahead, you know? Yeah, like, like it's it's not his movies. Mm-hmm. It, it, it his movies just aren't they don't do much for me. And uh, I like Paul Rudd, 
So like, I don't know what's, what's not hitting correctly about it, you know, like, uh, Mm. to, to, you know, contrast with Clint Barton, I don't fuck with Jeremy Renner and he's still one spot below Scott Lang when I love Paul Rudd. Mm. So like, it's, it's a, it's definitely a character based thing Mm -hmm. there. And, uh, I don't, I don't know what it is, but Mm. just not hitting right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully the future is better for him. And here's the thing, like top 100 here. I do like all these characters yeah. regardless. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, I don't fuck with Ant-Man. That's mm. why he's mine. No, I do. I do fuck with Ant-Man. Just not as much as I fuck with other characters. Mm. Uh, moving on my 92, a Batman villain uh, sticking with DC here uh, is Deadshot. I guess we have mm. a little bit of him in uh, the first Suicide Squad. Yes, with Will um, Smith. Which, which was cool to see. But the uh, adaptation that I like the most um, is in video games and uh, and some of the, like, cartoons and animated Batman movies. He, he was uh, he was kind of cool. And he's just – the concept of him, you know, like, he can ricochet shot. Like, any shot this guy can hit, you know. Like, He'll there's no it. shot that he can't hit, and it's one shot, one – you know, like, he does what he wants to do. Uh, like, he um, – his reputation is just so badass and uh, just such a cool villain. Um, even though he just is a sniper, basically, but that you it made just a shooting guy way cooler, in my opinion. Um, I agree. And uh, yeah, just uh, I don't know. I like the Batman villains, uh, not as much as like Spidey villains or whatever, but uh, you know, they're they're really the only two that have just a, an amazing list of villains. And uh, yeah, the Rogues Gallery there is just fantastic. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one to to kick off the the Batman. The Batman villain ones. I do not have Deadshot on my list, mm. but uh, one of my favorite adaptations of Deadshot is actually in the, also in Arrow. Mm. Uh, the story, the storyline where he he stands opposed to mm. Diggle. That's right. Having killed, yeah. having killed Diggle's brother, and then having like Diggle and him having storylines together throughout the show. It's just it's yeah, another really interesting Arrow. story in that show. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing is that like for the first few seasons of that show, they really fucking kill it. Mm. Like it's like it's actually like really really entertaining really entertaining and really well done i like slade wilson's adaptation mm. in that movie mm-hmm. or in that show fantastic uh malcolm merlin completely forgot about him damn uh that's a strong villain in season one but yeah Deadshot. that's a strong one uh now this is uh this is this is the one that i said uh in the patreon that like he's he's gonna come in pretty low and you're gonna be like really uh, 91, this is where I have the Mad Titan Thanos. Okay. Hmm. Very, very low. This is, yeah, yeah. definitely the biggest gap um, so far. Um, yeah. But... Uh, you know, I, I do like the villain. I do like the villain, you know, uh, specifically in Infinity War. Um it's 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 crazy upon rewatches of Endgame how how much it does to counter how much I liked him in Infinity War. Mm. Like I don't I don't know what it is about Endgame that I'm just like this doesn't like hmm. it it lost its steam with uh with Thanos for me in an Endgame. I mean like he was obviously a big bad villain but like that's true. That's ultimately that's ultimately what he became in Endgame. He didn't he didn't have any nuance to him. There was no there was no well. I'm doing this for a for a genuine purpose. No, I'm gonna wipe the universe down to the last atom and rebuild. Uh, that's 
That's where I was like, I don't know that the Thanos in Infinity War would have done that. But you know, it's not the Thanos from Infinity War. It's, it's so a five pre, you know, like it's a past version of Thanos that thinks he knows everything that he went through, but he doesn't at all. You know, like no. it's like more radical Thanos with the knowledge that he had, like in the future, which is like mm. ah, just the whole that whole time travel thing and. Uh, well, it, it, my thing is that I think he, he he will be an iconic villain, an iconic character for our for our generation in general. You know, he was one of the highest grossing films of all times, prominent villain, the the saga's villain over the course of a franchise. Like that's that's really really cool. And uh, fine, you know, and you asked me this, you asked me this three or four three years ago. You know, twenty nineteen. We're in twenty. 18 like this guy's a lot higher on my list but i've since i've since cooled on him because because of endgame and the years after where i haven't revisited endgame you know um yeah he's uh i don't know that'll be a pretty sizable gap he'll come up a little bit later on my list definitely top 50 Uh, that's that's for sure um but but yeah interesting all right yeah not not that hot of a take um, I wouldn't say like, no, yeah, I, 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 it's, and it's like, I don't, I don't fuck with the dude who's, who's killing all the people. Mm. That's all right. Fair. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm sticking with another villain, not a Thanos, you know, level villain here. Um, still in DC, still with Batman. This is where Mr. Freeze is for me. Um, and, uh, my favorite adaptation, uh, most memorable is like probably the video games in Arkham. Um, but but Arnold Schwarzenegger and the oh, and the no. puns and like I mean come on man like I I Keep some ice you can't have a better Mister Freeze than that like um <laughs> it's just yeah I don't know I I felt like uh I don't know like the the 90s was kind of just characters that uh that like I thought were fun or you know, oh some they of them could bring that serious, to life but, in such a fun yeah. comic booky way and. uh Mr. Freeze is definitely one of those, and that is the reason he appears later on my list. Mm. You know, I have I have Mr. Freeze above Thanos by like quite a bit, and it's it's like because it's because of Arnold Schwarzenegger's mm. adaptation, it's, it's which amazing. is just like like yeah. isn't that hilarious? Like, and that's that's why I'm ultimately saying it's about favorites. It's not about who's the best character because obviously <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze is not Josh Brolin's Thanos. And my view uh, on, on villains is like a little, like I, I appreciate villains and like when I come like favorite characters, like I don't really think of all the bad things that they do because like Ultron being one of my favorite characters in the MCU in general, like obviously I don't agree with, uh, with what that guy does. Um, so I will say like there is there is a level where we get to a point where it's like this is just how much I like stories with mm-hmm. stories involving I'm kind of like I think the thing is is that I'm kind of cool on the Thanos like I'm like I I'm cool if I never see Thanos in my media again mm-hmm. there are other villains mm-hmm. where I'm like I want them back there you know yeah. like that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at but uh, Thanos doesn't doesn't really climb that list I'd love to see Mister Freeze again you know Imagine what I'm saying we like, get him in Batman. Um, or I mean, already got him in Batman. Oh, crazy yeah. when he yeah. showed up there, what? dude. It's crazy that Mister Freeze showed Arnold up on Schwarzenegger and all. You know, crazy they just went with him again. Deep, you know. Just stuck Colin Farrell's whole nose yeah. in his mouth. Wow, crazy, crazy uh, appearance. Crazy <laughs> happenings there. 
But yeah, ninety-one. All right, and uh, you want you want to just do ninety here? Mm-hmm. All right, then uh, my ninety. I'm gonna stick with DC, and this is one where I've got I, I kind of cheated. I got I got two in mm. one spot here. That's all right. Uh, I got Martha and John Kent, hmm. uh, the the parents who raise Clark Kent. Uh, I've come to appreciate Superman a lot more, and 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 recent recent weeks and recent months and uh, in recent years, you know, with Superman and Lois and uh, and the adaptations we've been getting there. And uh, I watched some Smallville, and that was really where I was like, oh, this is this is where I got my love for Martha Kent and John hmm. Kent. They're uh. There wasn't still that hopeful nature in in Clark Kent. Their support for him is uh, knows no bounds, and uh, they recognize the greatness that he'll he would one day achieve. And uh, mm. I think uh, it would have been blasphemous for me, uh, especially just coming off of a a strong Superman run recently, mm. where I was like, they're fresh on my mind. I love Superman right now. I gotta have John and Martha Kent on my. Yeah, list. I gotta watch uh, Superman and Lois. I got like I just gotta. That's I got. I don't know. Got to watch more Superman stuff because he. I don't know. He's um, himself. Uh, Superman is pretty. I, I don't have uh, his parents on on my list. Uh, gotcha, but uh, but him himself, he's he's pretty high up there. And uh, I don't know. It's not off a lot because I, I don't really watch a lot of Superman a whole lot. But but uh, just something he stands mm-hmm. for. That's just really really awesome in terms of just and pretty much unrivaled in iconism. Mm. We'll get there, oh, yeah. but. Yeah, but uh, I guess ninety. I'm sticking with another villain still, but going back to Marvel, uh, this is where Electro is for me. I'm glad. I'm glad you got Electro on your list. Yeah. I, I was like, I think, I think Joe will get it. Mm-hmm. I won't worry about it. And like the way you know, like Jamie Foxx's you know adaptation is, is is I think the one that most people jump to, obviously. Um, but like the way they made uh, like the comic book yellow like five pointed mm. mask like come to life like in live action was yeah. just so cool. Um, and uh, oh, I loved that. And I, frankly, I love that cartoony ass costume mm-hmm. too. Like that's that's fun as fuck. If they just wanted to throw somebody in that, I'd be okay with it. But uh, there's like another. I, I brought it to Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance three earlier with a. Uh, with Doctor Doom, but this is another villain where I had a lot of fun playing against Electro mm-hmm. in Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. He was a fun one. Uh, C- concept, but yeah, the story Electro. concept of uh, you know, like in No Way Home, like, uh, do I really want to be doing this? You know, like, is this is this really what I want here? Or like, um, I don't, a lot of back and forth with him, which was really cool. And um, I don't know. I just thought, uh, that you're not nobody, Max. Yeah. You were never nobody. They executed him well. Um, in my opinion, so oh, I think so too. So, yeah. I think so too. And uh, Electra, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. And with that, on to my eighty nine, piggybacking off of uh, you know Martha and John Kent last uh, last pick. I decided I'd go Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Hmm. Uh, the impact they make on Peter Parker is uh, you know it's similar to the one that Martha and John Kent kind of had on on Clark Kent. You know, uh, raising raising the child from a young age to have the good values that he does and uh mm-hmm. humble beginnings not uh not extravagant they're, they're pretty uh rural farmer or uh struggling in new york you know i think that's a <laughs> i think that's a cool little parallel between the characters and their uh their upbringings reflect it i think they're uh and their good hearts kind of reflect it too that they're willing mm-hmm. to help anybody and uh i think that can be traced back to 
Aunt May and Uncle Ben, along with mm-hmm. John and Martha Kent. Oh, yeah. It feels uh, like um, Aunt May and Uncle Ben are, are almost like absolute fixed points in a Spidey's timeline. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they all have their Uncle Ben, or now, their Aunt May moment. You know, their with great power moment, I guess you could just uh, yes, sum, yeah. sum that up in that. But, uh, man, I, I think it's, you know, uh, I'm glad they just didn't go with uh, – like Uncle Ben again, and like the same old, same old for no, for you know, it was kind of because that was kind of what made people go, "What are we doing here with Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield Spider Man?" Was like because I mean, it obviously wasn't the same story. They put their spins on it with uh, his dad being a scientist who was studying this along with Connors and stuff like that. But the, uh, no one really gave a shit. Like <laughs> I was like. So we're just going to go ahead and kill Uncle Ben again. We're going to have the same origin story. It was it was refreshing. It was refreshing mm-hmm. to see Tom Holland's, and I think now we can we can look back on Andrew Garfield's and appreciate it for what it was, as mm-hmm. I as I I do one hundred percent. But uh, at the time, I think people were protective of Toby Spider Man, weren't mm-hmm. open to a new one. Then they recycled the the same origin story, put it to screen again, and it was like we've already done this before. What do we? Mm-hmm. So Tom Holland's was a refreshing uh, change of pace, especially when Homecoming came out. You know, I'm expecting. Kind of same old, same old. I'm going to meet, meet Uncle Ben and all this, and we kick it off, and mm-hmm. it's just Aunt May already. There is no Uncle Ben. Who knows where Uncle Ben is? A sleaze bag, right? Or, like, is that what we, like, uh, or I don't know. I, I guess I don't really remember what he said uh, my it, but I thought there was a line is that there. he's dead. Oh. Okay, Because uh, there's a line where Tom Holland says, like, after all Aunt May's been through, I can't. Hmm. I can't do that to her. Like, it's, oh. it's in Homecoming when he's trying to express to Ned that he can't tell May. She's already been through so much. I can't tell her. I can't tell her this too. It'd just be too much. She'd be too worried. So yeah, I think the. I think the. I think Uncle Ben's already dead in the in mm. the MCU tr- trilogy. Interesting. I, I for some reason I thought I remembered a line that was like, Aunt May said something along the lines where you got the idea that Uncle Ben wasn't the best guy or something like that. That they, uh, or I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. I thought I don't know why I remember that. But uh, I I think now that you say that though, like remembering him being dead makes more sense. Um, I wonder like, I wonder if they'll ever. I probably not. I mean, I mean, because obviously Aunt May was the moment. Like she that that was that was Tom's moment was with Aunt May. Like well, obviously mm-hmm. wasn't with the Uncle Ben off screen. You know that we wouldn't have seen at all. But I wonder right. if they'll ever like come back on that or if it's just yeah rehash it kind of unpack that with him too because i also get the impression that maybe he didn't have like he didn't really have much of a relationship with his uncle ben like i like Mm. i think there's at least if if he did he doesn't express it a lot you know like he doesn't he doesn't mourn it a lot he doesn't seem to be remembering him too much you know he has the brief he has the suitcase with bp on it i think uh Mm. for ben parker which i thought which i remember being cool but like other than that though like you you hardly you don't even get a mention of uncle ben's name in the trilogy so it's like Mm. uh yeah it's just an it it was just an interesting little bit there that like uh they went a whole new direction with it but yeah so at my 89 i've got aunt may and uncle ben very different characters for our 89 this is where a big boy comes in um galactus 
uh, Galactus. Um, couldn't be like more opposite uh, characters. Um, Doesn't feel like. But you know, I think uh, his time is soon in the MCU. It's seeming like, uh, you know, just be perfect if if the Fantastic Four, you know, is coming in anyways. We can bring just all of them in. We can bring Silver Surfer, bring in Galactus. Just like ah, all right, get it, boom. Um, but you know what we've gotten of Galactus so far. Um, I, I mean, I feel like he had to be on this list. Um, you, you know, like Marvel, when you think of villains, I, I feel like Galactus is, is a, uh, it's a pretty prominent one. Oh yeah. He's sure. not, you know, I guess he's no like Thanos or he's, you know, not the, not the, I don't know, a main well, one thing, that you think that... of right away, but like, and I don't know that Thanos was true. Well, I'm just right. saying like, whenever you mention Marvel villain, like just to anyone, now I, like Thanos. Thanos it's yeah. just Thanos. Like that's who everyone thinks of. Well, yeah, but, I'd uh, certainly say that prior to his uh, rise through the MCU films that, you know, Galactus might've had the upper hand mm. in terms of who was a more memorable Marvel villain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that boy Galactus is a menace. He, uh, he doesn't care. He just consumes. <laughs> He's just hungry, bro. He just want to eat. That, that, uh, he want the eat silver. Oh, I think it's on I Silver Surfer, the tree. animated uh, cartoon. Like yeah. his uh, ship and those weird like tentacles uh, that yeah that come down and just suck yeah. all the everything out and like man, I, that's just what a thing. Like crazy how they're gonna bring it into live action. Like we got a glimpse a little bit with like Harishim to see like what just something big would look like, you know. Um, but it'll be because I don't know. Like Galactus is a lot more human looking, like, and I'm curious if like um He is much more human looking, and if I recall, I think he's a little smaller than Arishim is actually. Hmm. I mean okay. not by much. He's still gonna be massive in scale, like obviously, but like uh like in certain like, adaptations yeah. I've seen, Galactus isn't the five hundred foot being that we see him as hmm. sometimes. Hmm. Can he like change his size? Like, I get that the thing, impression like, that's a thing, but because uh, I feel like he can just like be small and like go down to a planet, like if need be, you know, to just to, well, like. Talk. I've listened to a uh, there's an audio story for a podcast called Marvel uh, Marvel. It might be called the Marvels, and it's uh it's about the Fantastic Four intercepting a uh, invasion by Galactus, and they they call him a thirty foot giant. Which is hmm. nowhere near the size of Arishim. So I, I get the impression that he can... 30 feet? Yeah. That's not, but like, it's, big it's at all. He's, it's because he's on the Earth. Like, he's oh, okay. on top okay. of a skyscraper. So whenever he go, Okay, fair. Yeah, so, like, you like you were saying, like, if he can shrink down to visit a planet, <laughs> he's still not shrinking down tiny. He's still going to be 30 True. feet tall. True, um, yeah. He's not going to go, like, human size. He's not going to be, like, six foot. Yeah. No, no, no. Limit is, like, 30, probably. That, that's, that's fair. But huh, that's interesting that he can. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know much about him. You know, and I don't, I don't even know, know if that's the case. That's just like I've heard that in that audio podcast, mm-hmm. and I've seen him be much bigger than thirty feet. So it's like definitely bigger than thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like thirty miles. Yeah, um, some shit like that. So maybe. Um, yeah, not light year. That was a little too far. Maybe there. Well, a little, little too vast. Well, actually. If he's eating galaxies at some points, 
he technically is like light years tall. So, uh, oh, that's insane. Um, wow. For getting, yeah, but, for getting technical with but it. But what a stark difference, uh, between our, uh, our 89s there. That yeah, was, that's, uh, <laughs> that's quite the, that's quite the start there, uh, with Aunt May and Uncle Ben versus, uh, Galactus. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe we should uh, compare each each slot and see who'd win in a fight. I think this one, uh, yeah, Aunt May and Uncle Ben, they just, Galactus doesn't stand a chance. No, no, nah, nah, Aunt May. They got, got the responsibility. Gonna... Mm-hmm. They got, they got the. They'll just teach Galactus a lesson. They'll be like Galactus shrinks down to the size of a baby and asks them to mm-hmm. raise him. <laughs> yeah, they 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 convince him that all it the planet is destroying for me and consuming. To start over. Yes. You have made me realize what I've been doing is wrong. Eating You're going to have to feed the shit out of me, though. True. I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> I'm a hungry boy. It's my full-time job, basically. It's all I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. With that, we'll go on to my 88. And this is where I have Mantis hmm. of the of the Guardians crew. I, uh, I came to really appreciate her in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and even more so in Infinity War when she... Uh, she throws out, you know, take ass, kick names. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's a uh, she's hilarious. Her and Drax's back and forth is really cute. Um, you are hideous, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Because mm. when you're ugly and people love you, you know they love you for who you are. <laughs> oh man, how just they're so literal, you know. So just I don't know. Yeah, they. Drax and uh and Mantis, they uh that moment where they're, they're looking together. out of the planet, mm. and she like uh, touches his shoulder and just like breaks down, and it's like, mm. oh no! Instantly, just felt all that pain. Like, oh my instantly. god, what a like! They, yeah. It's just a really interesting connection there, and uh, I have them together on my list. It'll be in, oh, in a while, in a little bit, but uh, yeah, they're they're together. I felt like it was only fitting that they sleep were, that be together, but but uh. Yeah, when she puts ego mm, to sleep, that, that's, a, that's a great moment. You know, that's I, wild. I really, I really fuck with that moment. You know, they they did what Druig was supposed to try to do. Damn, and couldn't do. Um, True. Go to Celestial to sleep, and Mantis did that by herself. Yeah, like, no, 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 yeah, no, none of that. Like, damn, what the whoa? What's the yeah, power never, ranking there? Never thought about that side by side, huh? You know I mean, that they, they mentioned. Thanos. Well, like ego seems like a different kind of celestial. Like it's like there's something weird. I guess there. he's half human, or is he? He's not. Or is he full he's 100% celestial? No, celestial. yeah, it's just he made a human form. Yeah. yeah. So is Peter is the only one who's half human? No, uh, yeah. So we're Mantis... just calling him Peter um, there for some reason. I don't know why. Just Quill, like. Peter is like more Spider-Man, like a yeah, part, yeah. like I, I don't know what, like that was just weird. I completely but, uh, got the context though, you know, mm, we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Mantis damn. put a celestial to sleep. Druid could not. All right, Mantis. Much okay. to think about. Hmm. OP. Um, kept Thanos asleep for a good I mean, while there with full, like, I don't know if like. The gauntlet helped him in that, you know, like if that would, if he had the gauntlet off, would it be easier to make him fall, like fall asleep or is it have no effect? You know, is it just my, like- uh, my bet 
is that the reason it worked on Ego is because it's a, it was an attack he wasn't prepared for, while Thanos was actively trying to fight it. Mm. Um. So so there's probably something to that too. Like if you're you're true. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Mantis. Yeah, she'll she'll come up later. Later in mine. I uh I hold the guardians too high up. I can't I couldn't like I've got I've got plenty of guardians to come, believe hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But uh all right. Um sticking with kind of large enemies, um, at my eighty eight is Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Um and I I guess this involves, you know, I or maybe just Kang. Um, so he who it, remains, you know, he who remains Mortis, is up in there so we can that. have some live action of him. Um, but oh boy, I'm, uh, I'm ready for Kang to, uh, to enter in. We've, we've gotten the nicest form of him, um, pretty much. So Man, and Jonathan Majors fucking rocks in mm-hmm. that role. That, mm-hmm. that Loki finale is just so much fun to watch, even just on its own. Like, and still we're like, we don't really know. Like what he like it seemed I don't know like maybe it maybe he was truly just done, done you know like he was truly he just was like all right I've lived for so long I've seen everything I've controlled everything basically like what more could I have I've all right here I go I'm dead but I know I in another form will come and and do the same thing whatever but like I feel like he has some plans still like it's not, mm-hmm. I don't think he was just true, like truly going away. And no, but, uh, ah, oh, man, that's, he's just so interesting. And no, yeah, um, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. You know, he's a, he's a descendant of uh Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in comic books, it's interesting that he had the council of Kings while, uh, Reed Richards had the council of Reeds once upon a time, which mm-hmm. is the, inspiration for rick and morty's council of ricks <laughs> uh, the council of reeds um, that is awesome <laughs> but yeah king oh. the conqueror i i look forward to seeing him more and more you know the the comics i have read with him uh they've been interesting you know uh he's got he's just an, a fascinating cat like I don't know what to expect going forward from mm. from this uh, from this character in the MCU, especially since they've already taken it in such a, such an interesting, strange direction, where they've already amalgamated a couple variants of Kang, and mm. like, so it's like, what he's, are we going to be getting? He's like just human from the thirty, like third century or whatever, mm-hmm. right, or like thirtieth or something like that, like just something human, like right? Like, yeah, that's nuts, and he like most like one of the most feared people in the entire like multiverse like he's i'm telling you that man is the mcu's rick sanchez damn yeah badass oh i can't wait till we get more kang oh, yeah, that'll be uh that'll be magical that'll be magical but with that i'll move on to my 87 and this is where i have a uh, i think this is the first character from black panther on my list mm. I have Nakia here, played by Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, she's the she's the love interest for Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. Mm. Um, she's the one who kind of opens his mind to, to the potentiality Wakanda. of opening Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I, I I really look forward to seeing her more. I don't know why we haven't already. The only appearance she has under her belt right now is Black Panther, and it seems fascinating that she wasn't in Infinity War or Endgame. Uh, but nevertheless, I really look forward to whatever the future holds for her. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is a fucking fantastic actress, and uh, 
you know, anytime we get some Marvel Star Wars crossover with Nakia and Maz Kanata, I'm mm. gonna have a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people uh, don't give her credit for opening up Wakanda, but I, I don't think if she uh, she talked to to uh, to T'Challa in that way, I don't think he thinks of it like right away. I don't know. I think. No, like, yeah, I've, it's just really interesting. I don't. I I want her to be a much bigger part of what they're doing in Wakanda, just because the whole uh, she's a Wakandan spy who was going undercover and everything, and she's not technically a part of the Dora Milaje. She's not a Dora Milaje, but she's uh, she's just her own. She's just a Wakandan spy doing shit, and like I just think that's a really really cool concept, and I'd love to see her get folded into the MCU and in, uh, in a greater capacity. Uh, but yeah, so my 87 is Nakia. She could have like her own show of her just like going around Earth helping people. Like maybe yeah. that, maybe they're saving it for that or something. And that's why we haven't seen her. I, I don't know. That I kind of hope we get like a whole Wakandan series mm. set around the Dora and, uh, and Nakia and, uh, Shuri even like just kind of like, I feel like Wakanda like a... is extremely fruitful for series. Like mm. that, that feels like it could be such a good television concept is just could like, I don't, like Wakanda. be sick if Marvel, like, uh, actually adapted, like, uh, the idea of Wakanda and like use like money, like to, I don't know, like push forward, like for advancement, you know, like had this like whole thing where mm. they just played on it and saying like, it's the Wakanda initiative and it's like, ha- but like bring it into the real world sort of thing. I get like you. the, the show try to be, advance technology yeah, like and uh the show could just be like cool ways that like i don't know green energies that they have in wakanda or whatever and then like i don't know like show off that like parallel it or something mm. yeah uh, i don't know be good pr and it uh, would it certainly would and a good show i don't know i love it just ain't wakanda is just so cool and like oh. crazy that like it's it's new you know like that's like a new like just in black panther like from there like I don't know. And it's been there the whole time, you know, like it's been there Fantastic. for so long. Oh, but that's a, a good 87, uh, kind of, um, another quite opposite character. Um, it's my first daredevil, uh, character from here. And it's, uh, well, I guess he's kind of his own too, but the Punisher, it's where he sits. Um, and mainly for, um, I mean, his Daredevil appearances, that's, I haven't watched the Punisher show, so, like, I would assume he's great in there, too. Um, but, like, he really does, like, his acting is just so, like, his performance is so good. Um, and it somehow makes you care about a character that just shoots people with a gun, you know? Like, a guy with a gun doesn't really seem like a hero, um, like, on the surface level, but, like, I don't know. So he goes crazy, that's for sure. He does a lot of crazy stuff, but, uh. I don't know, just a super interesting character um, and, like, a, a contrast to, to Daredevil. Um, like, I'm you with one slip, you know, sort of sort of thing. Like, uh, you yeah. become me, you know, with one one little slip up or, or stuff like that. And their their whole, like, dyad that they basically had was uh, was just super cool. So I, ha- I had to include him. No, yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Frank Castle, yeah, my, my opinion of him changed completely when I watched Daredevil. You know, I'd only known him as this kind of... Uh, a symbol that, you know, a lot of people who like the Second Amendment like to, mm. like to glom onto, and a lot of, uh, I, I remember I associated it a lot with the thin blue line, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, 
the more you get to know Frank Castle, the more you know he absolutely would not fuck with that. It's funny uh, that they're at all. Like, he's like their spokesperson almost, like that they that those people go to and yeah. uh you'd actually, you know, know his yeah, like it's it's a in on a surface level, yes, it, it can very much so mm-hmm. appear that appear that way. But uh it's more about the damages that these these freedoms can do is like that it result it can result in a frank castle type Mm -hmm. beat and Mm -hmm. uh you know one of my favorite frank castle stories is actually a comic story uh where frank castle becomes the ghost rider whoa and not Mm -hmm. only that he is the cosmic ghost rider so he is uh he, he rides through outer space and i can't remember if it's that uh, he traveled back in time to raise baby Thanos or baby <laughs> Than- like, or he was a baby and Thanos raised him or it, wow. it was one or the other. And like, it was like, what the fuck? What I think it was baby Thanos. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fucking bonkers. If you ever can like <laughs> YouTube or something, I'm sure they have some sort of adaptation. Cosmic ghost writer. It is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, Frank Castle, that's a, that's a good, that's a good 87 for sure. Um, but with that onto my 86, and this is where I have another, uh, DC installation here and, uh, King shark, hmm. not away. Ah, I'm yeah, glad, uh, yeah. suicide squad's getting, getting recognized. Cause, uh, Oh, absolutely. And you know, even, even more so than Sylvester Stallone's performance in, uh, Bart. the suicide squad. I love King shark in the Harley Quinn animated series. Uh, he's voiced by Ron Funches and that who is just absolutely fucking hilarious. And uh, he's it, same, same deal, though. You know, he uh, he'll get the job done. Obviously, he is a shark after all. However, uh, he's got a heart of gold on him. You know, he cares. He wants to mm-hmm. he wants to be loved. He wants to love. It's uh, it's really cute. And uh, I, I love me some King Shark, especially uh, especially in the Suicide Squad. That movie, he was fantastic. The connection mm-hmm. he forms with the Rat Catcher too, and stuff like that. It's uh, it's fantastic. But uh, he's so cute, but so dangerous at the same time. He's uh, yeah. It's like I wouldn't go anywhere near him, but that's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh ah man, I'm I, uh sad that I just don't have him on my list though. Sorry, King mm-hmm. Shark. Um, just forgot about the Suicide Squad. Um, but uh, my uh, 86 is uh, Monica Rambeau. Um, and I'm just uh, super curious on what her character is going to turn into. And, uh, you know, any connection to uh, Captain Marvel there uh, could be cool um, to see. And uh, I don't know, like her powers just seem super cool and interesting. And we're like just starting with her. Yeah, um, this is the uh, this is the largest difference so far. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, me and I think the two largest differences have been uh, Kate Bishop and Monica Rambeau, which is just mm-hmm. really interesting. That tracks, you know. That I think the reason for both is probably, yeah, you, you haven't got to see a lot of them, therefore mm-hmm. they haven't climbed. Exactly. While they climbed yeah. for me, because I just immediately was like, yeah, I love this character. Like I have the feeling that they're going to be very lovable characters for sure. Oh, it's just yeah. like at this time, like 100%. I wouldn't put them above whatever right now, but in the near future, like I'm assuming, like these are our new Avengers, you know, or whatever they happen to call themselves. Or like Kate Bishop, um, uh, Yelena, maybe. Um, hopefully, we get some more Yelena. I don't, maybe that's more on like the Val anti-hero side. 
Um, but Monica, um, all like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited for the future and all these new characters that we're getting. Um, so that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm with my 85. So that's one that you've already said. This is where I've got Jeff Goldblum's the grand master, uh, Super funny fucking character. Uh, love, he really made the stuff on Sakaar for Thor Ragnarok for my money. I think, uh, I think without him, it could have been a little, a little weird there. Um, and it, <laughs> not in the good way that it was weird. Um, I have a, I have a nice little headcanon that the reason Loki and, uh, the Grandmaster got along so well and so, so immediately is that, uh, there was a little bit of a, uh, a romantic, not mm. so much romantic, but per- perhaps sexual encounter that uh, that came with Loki and the Grandmaster <laughs> when he arrived on Sakaar. Mm. Um, gr- uh, gained his favor rather quickly. Mm-hmm. What's uh? Do is there like any backstory on his staff thing? Like the melting stick? <laughs> yeah, that thing's insane. Like. I didn't. I, I thought it was just purely decorative at first, like when oh, I was first watching God. it. Yeah. And, then, and then, like, I don't know. I just thought that. I don't know. His character is just hilarious, um, and uh, just super fun. Smells like toast. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just any any Jeff Goldblum content, I'm uh, I'm down for. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yep. So ultimately, that's 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 what I've got there at 85, the Grand Master. Mm. Well, my 85 uh, is one you've already mentioned. Uh, this is where I have Valkyrie. Mm. Um, leader of Asgard, new Asgard. Um, curious to see where that goes. Um, and uh, like how Asgard rebuilds and stuff. If they'll stay on Earth, you know, or find a planet or something, who knows. Um, but it seems like Valkyrie is going to be at the lead of that. I uh, love, love any, uh, you know, Westworld connections. I just like to think, you know, in the multiverse, Westworld's a part of the MCU now, um, you know, and all these people are, it's just their variants um, in their lives or whatever. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. She, uh, I don't know. This, she, she just fits this role really well. Uh, and she, I don't know. Oh, knocks it out of the fucking park. Oh, yeah. Uh, Badass. Um, yeah. Valkyrie's a, uh, that's a queen right there. That's mm. a queen, no doubt. Is she the uh, last remaining Valkyrie? Valkyrie? I think so. Damn, that was so sad. Like seeing, like put seeing all of them like mm. fight together and like that, that, like that was epic. Asgard is some magical, like beautiful, That's some magic stuff. shit right yeah. there. Mm. Um, yeah. but yeah, with that, go on to my eighty-four. Uh, like that we have the Thor Ragnarok connection there at 85, though. Mm. Grandmaster and Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, am I 84? This is where I have Marvel's most classic speedster, uh, Quicksilver. Mm. Oh, wow. Is that going to be a pretty big difference? I don't think, I don't think it's the biggest. No, it's not the biggest i think thanos is is the biggest but this one's kind of close all right no, cool. yeah. no no no, know, no, no, I... no no never mind not not as big uh medium size gap here but yeah yeah i i i my thing with quicksilver is that like uh i'm not i haven't been one for the speedsters overall mm. you know that's never been my favorite uh super ability the just uh just super fast but uh i will say uh the mcu adaptation and the x-men adaptation 
have uh have done wonders for this character for me you know i, mm. I really liked aaron taylor johnson's uh uh portrayal of of pietro maximoff in age of ultron and uh, i can't believe this man went down for fucking clint barton um mm. true but i guess however, we, would, the... we wouldn't have kate bishop if uh if quicks if you know so i yeah yeah it's true it's true but we also would have more quicksilver true and with Wanda and everything, and like maybe who? What does that change? You know, like yeah, that what, probably what changes the whole. That's a big what if there. Yeah, what if oh, Hawkeye? Maybe, died? maybe that's one they ever they do. What if Hawkeye died there? What if and... Quicksilver just ran. He could have just grabbed him for one, both of them. Um, but what if he just grabs the kid, just leaves Hawkeye to die? Um, and that's the what if. Like uh, that'd be. I don't well, know, I'm also like, what did he do? He ran over there, pushed them out of the way, and then ran back to where he was, where he got hit by the bullets. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. See that that doesn't really make... Yeah, None of it makes sense. He's a speedster. He's faster than bullets. True. I guess uh, they just needed a way to kill him, I guess. But... They did. And, and, you know, it does launch Wanda's story in the direction it's gone, and she's become a very, very high-level character for me in terms of where she'll rank on this list. So, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get, you know. But uh, on on the brighter side in terms of Quicksilver story, I think they knocked it out of the park with Evan Peters. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I had a... sweet dreams are made of this. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, like... This is a speedster that was done right. Like, I prefer Quicksilver over the Flash. Like, uh... This, this specific... I, I took into everything, like, everything I've ever read and everything with them. But, uh, if I was going, like, specifically that Quicksilver, mm. you know, I probably do too. Mm. Uh, like, it's just, like, that is genuinely one of the coolest portrayals of a speedster ever. And uh, I had an oh shit moment here, and I realized I didn't include the Flash on here. Um, he should definitely be on here. Yeah. Um, I have him, so don't worry. I'll, okay. We'll get there. That's good. Um, I I hope so. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I can't believe I I forgot about the Flash. Um, I you know what? I might just take Aquaman off and just replace him with the Flash. Because uh, yeah, I'd be willing to allow you to just put a little slash and just be like Aquaman slash <laughs> the Flash. Like uh, mm. they're both here. Uh, I guess because Aquaman, I just kind of put on there as like he's part, you know, the Justice League, and and it's you know, Kyle Drogo, cool, you know, like. Cool, like his performance is pretty cool. Like, and that movie surprised me. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll put him up there. But it was kind of just like a, just a, put another DC up, you know, not an actual like deep rooted like uh, spot. But sorry, Flash. Um, you're, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm uh, just, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's why I've got Quicksilver at my 84. Yes. Uh, my 84 is, uh, Pepper Potts. Um, Glad you included her. I did not. I wanted. Oh yeah. I, I thought about it, but ultimately didn't didn't go with it. She uh, she needs the the recognition. Tony doesn't. I don't know. Tony's not Tony without Pepper. Um, he Absolutely he becomes a, a, a way different man. Uh, Pepper keeps Tony in line. 
uh, takes out the garbage whenever she needs to um, every now and then. Um, mm. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Hey, just Her just and ba- Iron Man 3 was bad. Mm-hmm. And her showing up in Endgame uh, in a suit, you know, fighting alongside Tony. Her and up, just like up in the air spinner. Like, oh, my God, come on. Like, I Mom never wears the things I get her. I, I, I never thought that I would see Pepper Potts in a suit fighting in, you know, the biggest battle of the, of the, you know, the galaxy of the universe, um, at that time. But, uh, but, uh, I loved every second of it. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just Pepper, uh, thinks she deserves some, some recognition for, uh, I mean, running Stark Industries, you know, that's her, her envision, um, basically, uh, running, running that company. Um, and keeping Tony in line, you know, so uh figured I'd had to put her on here. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I was hoping you would. Uh, she was definitely another one of those that almost made the cut, but didn't quite climb into my list just because there are so many characters that are so fucking fun, you know, like uh, just so many that are so fun. And uh, for example, my 83. I have Cable. Uh, of the mm. X Men, of X Men. Okay. Uh, this is this is one that you know on screen it has been adapted in Deadpool two, uh, by Josh Brolin, and it, it's a really really, really really cool adaptation mm. with uh, the going back in time to kill the child responsible, do, doing what War Machine suggested. Why don't we just go back in time and <laughs> he, he he sought to do that. He went back in time to kill this kid, uh, just because he killed he killed his family later on down the line, and uh, you know, uh, him ultimately sacrificing his way home in order to save Deadpool, which was like, holy shit, what a moment of uh, coming back around there, huh? Uh, another one of my favorite, uh, one of my general favorite costume designs is Cable in the X Men animated series. Which is a pretty classic cable look. Mm. Uh, he's just a really cool character, all in all. Yeah, his and, kit uh, is super cool too. Like his whole, oh, so like the technology and everything. Um, but oh, the uh, the ending of Deadpool too, like was so like ah, oh. uh, like I mean, you have the, you know, it's also contrasted by like Deadpool dying like five times, you know, <laughs> or yeah, like, coming coming back and oh, stuff, but like. Man. That's I don't oh, that know, was it. That's the beauty of Deadpool is you can have that like touching moment, um, you know, of, of the whole movie's like resolution, but at the same time, like you're just like just laughing your oh, ass well, off. Well, no, you know? not, yet. It's like, yeah. not yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I just stay oh, here with me. Forgot about I Cable. Um, I, I, I only, th- I didn't think like into the Deadpool characters. I kind of just thought of Deadpool. Um, well, I, I actually got to cable through the X Men just because mm. I was thinking of the X Men animated series, mm. and uh, I was just like, "Oh yeah!" And the and Deadpool too. That was a fantastic. Uh, that was a fantastic choice for uh, for that character, and I really, I really hope Josh Brolin can be back around in the MCU, not as Thanos, but as Cable. Mm. I think that'd be cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's who I've got at my eighty three, I believe. Yes, my eighty three. Happens to be Selena Kyle, um, Catwoman. Um, my uh, one of my favorite portrayals of her is actually in uh, Gotham, and I do mean Gotham this time for real, not Arrow. Yes. Um, um, her in Gotham and like young Selena Kyle. Um, it's it really just cool to see like the you know the becoming of Catwoman, um, mm. and like in her whole 
her backstory basically, which was which was super cool. But uh, and I mean, not to mention her portrayal in the Batman by Zoe Kravitz. Mm. That was just fucking phenomenal. Mm. I know. I, I just know with my heart of hearts that that was fucking great. Mm. Uh, she did fantastic in that. Oh yeah, yeah. All uh, those uh, really just just a heart wrenching portrayal. Mm. The uh, the interviews with them, Robert and her. Um, they just this the sexual tension, Final Fantasy. Yeah, the uh, the sexual tension between those two is just unreal. I don't know if they're, you know, if they if they were just playing it up for the movie, you know, or did uh, you see the but, did you see the clip where Robert Pattinson's explaining Final Fantasy lore mm-hmm. to to Selene, to Zoe Kravitz? Oh yeah, that's the funniest oh, yeah. shit. I saw it, a tweet that <laughs> that was like, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious that you can be on the the level of status that Robert is and still excel at scaring the hoes. Uh. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. He's just that hot, you know, he's just that, like, he can do whatever he wants. He's, uh, he's Batman, you know, mm. he's now, I don't know. That's, that's badass. But, uh, but yeah, Selena Kyle. Um, yeah, she, she, she comes later on my list. Uh, I've, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Selena Kyle going back mm. to the Batman animated series. Uh, she's, uh, mm. I think first episodes about Selena Kyle, uh, mm. or Batman opposed with Selena Kyle. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. I'm very excited for, for me to get to her as well. But, uh, with that, we go to 82 and thus begins a run of, uh, of the Eternals. Mm. This is this is where they all this is where they begin. Uh, at eighty two, I have Cersei. Uh, I liked I liked Gemma Chan. I liked I liked the portrayal she gave, and I loved her her soft spot for humanity, the uh, the uh, love she had for the planet, and how she had no doubt once she was given this opportunity and knew the full scope that they had to stop what was happening. It was like she was like, "Well, there's pretty much no doubt about that, right? Like we can't just let this happen." Mm. Uh, which I which I really appreciate about her. Oh. Um, was it ever explained how she turned, um, you know, how she, she couldn't turn living things into whatever she wanted to, like it had to be an, and then she could whatever. And then she did. Was that ever explained how? I think it was just a, she, she reached a level she hadn't previously in terms of like, uh, cause I never thought about it, but like she just turned one living thing into another living thing. And maybe that's into a tree. Like maybe yeah. that's like I don't. It just like kind of like you, you can turn inanimate objects into other inanimate objects, or like an element to another element because it's just you know not living. But maybe like she's just never tried to make you know maybe she's tried to turn like someone to stone or something, and that just obviously wouldn't work or whatever. Um, but if you turn them into a plant, yeah, of some sort, I don't know. Maybe oh, like okay. maybe it's as simple as that or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of. Well, I have the power of transmutation, which means I can turn uh, I can turn water <laughs> to air. Um, I, I actually one time I turned a rock into air. Um, <laughs> we'll, all right, we'll come uh, back to you. Yeah, we'll, you we'll... think you think on that for a while, okay? Uh, I I, I love I love Eternals. I actually uh, just gave it a rewatch uh, just yesterday. Um, beautiful movie and. Mm. Oh yeah, it's it's fantastic, and she she is a really lovable character, and I only see it going upwards for her. You know, mm. uh, I think that all these Eternals characters are only going to see a rise up this list. Um, so, especially Cersei, you mm. know, I think uh, she's got a lot of potential going forward. And shout out to Gemma Chan for being one of the only people in the MCU with more than one role. Mm. She played uh, Minerva in Captain Marvel. She's a she's a blue Cree. 
She's now the uh, Prime Eternal, right? Is she oh, yes. still the Prime yes. Eternal? I think, yeah, still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's interesting. Uh, and currently with Harashim, somewhere. Um, I suspect the World Forge. Or wherever Harashim decides to hang out. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> wherever that happens to be. But, uh, ah, Cersei, she's a... Uh, what do you even do when you're that, like that? It's a good question. Just exist. I th- you just you just bool like, yep. Yeah, I'm waiting for my next decision. All right, just gotta wait for him to do the thing. All right, they did it. Now <laughs> I'll teleport. There. All right, <laughs> like. Uh. Oh. oh, it's time. <laughs> I like. Can you like? I love that they showed a celestial like coming to Earth. And like what, how people oh. would react, and how like Kit Harrington legitimately just like had nothing else to do other than like just have a panic attack because obviously, like that would be the scariest. Sh- like what? Like that was a thing, and it was there, and now it's gone with my the, the like splitting girl. of the clouds, and, like, and God, it's fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah. My uh, my Eternals run will will come a little bit later, not too far, but a little bit. Um, yeah. And moving on to my uh, my eighty two, uh, happens to be Okoye. Um, you know, just just an overall badass. Um, in Black Panther, and her performance was just uh was amazing. Um, oh, absolutely. You know her loyalty. You know that uh, the the switch up. Um, at the hey, end, she, she was. was Loyal to the she child. Was loyal to the throne, you know, man. I mean, too. Yeah. but had to, had to, like, uh, at the last moment, she couldn't, couldn't stick with Killmonger, you know? Like, uh, no, yeah, you know, when, whenever T'Challa comes back, she's like, he's like, as you can see, well, you did not kill me. The, and oh, she's like, oh, shit. Okay, but that, hey, the challenge isn't over, motherfucker. Oh, you better get out there and fight. Okay, actually. Wow. So technically, she was always loyal to the throne then. It was never yeah. like an actual. Uh, there was no treason at all then. Oh, okay, no. that, oh, that's even better. Wow. Um, yeah, he was like, as you can see, I am not dead. Mm, you did not kill me. The challenge is not over. Mm, but uh, talk about a person who can hold her own. Um, oh, dude, what a badass. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she'll, she, she'll be coming in next episode for me. Uh, mm. But yeah, I think one of my favorite uh, Okoye lines was, uh, you know, when, when we were... When we decided to open the world to Wakanda, this is not what I had in mind. Mm. I thought it was uh, the Olympics or uh, maybe a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, those things will eventually come, right? You, you think you think Wakanda eventually gets a Starbucks, you know? Uh, you gotta, I got to guess they will. Maybe like a post-credit that. scene. Uh, somewhere, yeah, so I, like... I, maybe maybe they'll pull that through. They'll get they'll give a Koye like they do those Marvel one shots. Like maybe they just have like a, a Koye at a, a coffee date at Starbucks. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. Um, maybe a, a Starbucks and shawarma combination. Um, shawarma have yes. like the Wakandan <laughs> version of of the shawarma, uh, or maybe that was the Baskin Robbins scene that I'm thinking of. Or no, that was shawarma. No, I think they were eating shawarma. Though there, there's shawarma and there's Baskin Robbins. They've hit, they've hit them sure. all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right, eighty two Okoye. That's a good one. She'll be uh she'll be coming up uh, before long for me as well. But uh, hmm. with that, on to my eighty one. This is where I have Kingo. Hmm. 
portrayed by Kumail Nanjiani in Eternals. I really liked I really liked his character. You know, I think uh, I've read some stuff and I've listened to interviews, and, and he seems he says that his story got cut like quite a bit, mm. uh, which kind of sucks. You know, he seemed like one that could have benefited from a little bit more story, as frankly as they all could have. It's just uh, it so was such a big content. idea. Yeah, it was just such a big idea for one movie. Um, but I really liked that he was about his principle. You know, he said what he he was like. I'm here. I don't think we can we can participate in the killing of a celestial and take away the chance for billions of life forms to be born mm. uh and therein uh I'm a dip and like I I like that Icarus was like well I'm gonna fight you to make sure that you don't make that happen and I love that Kingo was like I won't fight you but I won't take part in what you're trying to do mm. uh I I appreciate that that stance um yeah, I think that I think that was really cool, and uh, I love the idea that <laughs> he was just like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna build a fucking movie enterprise, just Why a not, giant right? legacy, right? Like if if you're a celestial and you're living on Earth for who knows how long, you know, like you obviously want to be famous, you know, after a while, like you want you want to do something. And uh, I think we should be remembered. My great great grandfather, my great grandfather, like uh, yeah. walking down all the posters. Um, the greatest legacy in the history of Bollywood. Well, uh, uh, he's a. He'll be uh, coming up, you know, in my uh, Eternals run, uh, yeah, no doubt. Of course, but, uh, of course. But, uh, oh, yeah. Awesome. I, I love, like, just the fact that he can kind of shoot out his energy like whichever way he wants, you know, kind of, but he just like, right. obviously you go finger guns. Well, I was, I was watching it the other day to see if there was like any sort of like, uh, context with it. Like if there was like a time period in which he began mm. doing finger guns, like to emulate guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I, I, when I watched it yesterday, he, he, he's pretty much like that from the get go. Oh, but, really? Early on, early on, he he does more of the kame kamehameha mm. thing, mm-hmm. uh, but it's that it's it's the battle at like the outside of the gates of Babylon that he he's first using like the mm. like he's acting like he's shooting a gun. So I was hmm. like, that's interesting. I wonder if that's like a I I don't know. It's just a, an efficient mechanism <laughs> through which he 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 decided to do it, or if he was actually trying to emulate something that hadn't been created. Yeah, I guess, yet. and like just for movie sake, you know, it's like it looks way better than like a. I don't know. Like I don't. Yeah, even, what else yeah. do you really <laughs> like, do? Uh, yeah, there's not much else you could. could oh no, it was cl- it was clean regardless. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. have any complaints. I just thought that was funny. He was, like, I was like, I wonder if he like starts using <laughs> finger guns after guns had been invented. So he's like, or after he'd become like an action hero, like he'd, mm. he'd used guns on screen. So he started using <laughs> guns like as his uh, as his fucking uh, mm. power. But uh, I don't know. I. I thought that was funny, but I, I like Kingo a lot. Mm. Oh yeah, it's your eighty-one. Uh, I believe mm. so. Yes, mine. Uh, this is where Silver Surfer uh, lies with me, and uh, I vote like before I watched the uh, the animated show, um, the cartoon, which is like oh so good. Um, I had no idea like that he was connected like to Galactus and like. Um, like his whole mm. backstory, like I had no idea. I just knew of like the character and what he looked like, basically. Um, yeah. He's got one of the strong, like this. This is 
I'll be interested if Thanos, how high mm. Thanos is on your list. Because uh, this is now far and away the biggest difference on me and yours. Mm. Yeah, I just haven't read like uh, any of the comics or anything like to get a, a deep dive with him. But like mm. I, what of what I know of his character and like what he gets into, like I see, I, I could see why this is a, a very sizable gap. It's just I don't don't know much. Um, no, yeah, that's but, fair. You know, uh, he's a really, really great character, and his backstory is really what propels him. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll speak more on him whenever I get to him. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those that I mentioned uh, that is that is high on my list, even though he hasn't had an on-screen mm-hmm. portrayal. He's mm-hmm. uh, it, it really is just a couple comic runs I read that I was just like, oh my fucking god, this is officially one of my favorite characters of all time. It has mm-hmm. to be the case. I think uh, it was one of Stan Lee's favorites too. Um, I think mm, he likes yeah. Silver Surfer a lot, um, but but yeah, my uh, character I can I don't know do some more uh, looking into for sure. So yeah, right, eighty one. Right. With that onto my eighty, we continue my Eternals run, mm. and this be where Druig lie. Mm. Um, you know he was a he had he had the one of the greatest crosses to bear, in in the Eternals. Uh, in the Eternals film, uh, not being able to aid humanity or not aid humanity, but prevent them from mm. conflict. Uh, you know, I, he, he's got, he's got quite the inner conflict there. And, uh, I appreciate that scene where he officially goes out on his own. Uh, I don't know. And I, I, I don't want to say it was moral mm. or anything. Uh, but <laughs> you know, he did, he did do much to preserve that, that, colony and uh i mean i think yeah, he should, wasn't it, controlling them the whole time you know i think it was no yeah I like think, he'd, he'd control them if needed yeah be. they i think they like the people who live there it seemed like they they well, wanted yeah, they were like, to how be do you there. know Druid? yeah i think yeah. like they wanted to be there it seemed uh it didn't seem forced um at all at least i didn't get that vibe uh from it but yeah it is a i don't know his that concept is super interesting um like what would have happened if he did, you know, like I, and that brings up like just a, a crazy, like philosophical question, you know, like if that's really what we want, you know, like obviously on the surface level, like, yeah, you can eradicate war. Like that's That'd be pretty cute. Yeah. But like, at what point do we need to be controlled the whole time for this to not happen? Like if he just stops, do we just go right back into it or like, so like, are we even living anymore at that point? You know, like what even happens? Uh, that's a crazy, um, what if no, like, yeah. when I was watching Eternals yesterday, you know, I was thinking to myself as he was like, you know, us and the deviants were, were pawns. Like we're being controlled. We're, mm. and then pretty much immediately following that he takes a group, controls them and leads them off into the woods. And it's like, Oh man, you you you're it was just a really interesting contradiction that he had himself in there and uh, ultimately he realizes it you know he he he, he's like i realize they need to make their own choices or else what are that takes away their humanity that takes away what makes them alive Uh, and i think i think drew is a really cool character and uh you know i love the way he loves his beautiful beautiful makari Mm -hmm. oh yeah She's coming up. Too. My beautiful, beautiful. Oh, another Makai. speedster. I'm glad. I, I thought Quicksilver. Duh. Obviously, another speedster. Cool. Like, ah, get to her. I guess whenever, whenever we get there. 
Oh yes, and we will be getting to her soon. Uh, my eighty um, is uh, J. Jonah Jameson or Jameson of uh, I'm glad Daily you have. I... Um, and he he just seems seems to be an absolute across the spidey. I, well, I guess in Andrews, I, do they even show it a, a J. Jonah Jameson? In uh, Andrew's universe, they don't, but there is a Daily Bugle paper, mm. if I remember correctly, and I, they might show an article written by a J. Jonah Jameson, mm. but I don't remember for sure. But uh, I mean, obviously his uh performance in in the original, uh, the Toby Spider Man uh, movies, and uh, and then in No Way Home was uh, was awesome to, to to see him in there, uh, in No Way Home, and uh, I don't know, just a a character of my childhood. Um, I just, I don't know, had to put him in, in here. Um, and, and to, and, uh, yeah, I guess not much to say about him. You know, he's just, he's just J Jonah James. And that's just, uh, uh absolutely. Really I'm glad you had him. I'm glad you had him because I thought about it, but I was like, ah, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make room for J Jonah James. <laughs> but, uh, I was like, I think Joe will have him. Mm. I think Joe will have him. So I think we'll be okay. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a legendary character there played by JK Simmons. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. With that, on to my seventy-nine, and uh, we're coming. We're coming down to the wire with my top four Eternals here. Um, over over the end of this episode, we'll finish. We'll finish out my Eternals. Um, seventy-nine is Thena, played by Angelina Jolie. Drop the A. Um, I think she's uh, she's absolutely badass. I I think she's uh her whole conflict throughout the movie, uh, uh, her battle of mad weary and trying to, and them ultimately realizing like, Oh shit. Well, now we know why you have mad weary. Something must've happened mm. whenever they tried to wipe your memories last. Um, I, yeah. Thena's is just a really awesome character. It sucks that, uh, you know, I have some gripes with the deviant storyline, but the way that they went with it, uh, her getting her revenge on Crow to uh, take him out after he'd killed Gilgamesh. I loved that. Mm. Uh, and her and Gilgamesh, one of the strongest pairings in uh, in all of Marvel for my money. I love Gilgamesh and Thena. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Thena, Thena at my 79. Mm. Yeah, um, oh, we're getting close, getting close to my, uh, my Eternals. But uh, before, at 79, enter another DC character. Uh, this is where I have Wonder Woman. Um, mm. And I kind of didn't really know where to place her. Um, I liked her, her first movie. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman 84 was kind of, or 87, or... Uh, 84, 80, okay. you got it right. Um, was kind of like a, it was, I don't know, a little weird. Uh, just a, a strange direction <laughs> that they went in. Uh, in my like, no, it's it, yeah, yeah. It was just like it. It was such a goofy. I have to watch it through the lens that I'd watch any superhero movie released around that time, mm. like eighty eighties. Mm. Uh, like it's like this feels like an eighties movie, and just how dumb it is. Uh, <laughs> the whole concept where Steve is like looking in the mirror at someone else, but they're showing us a different guy, and it's like, <laughs> okay, all right, um, like it, it's just it's just a convoluted mess, and like yeah. I, it's entertaining, but yeah, it's it's can it can be bad. But uh, is it good dot? Like I've been saying yes. good dough my whole life, but I like I've been recently hearing good 
Godot. Um, I've heard Godot a lot more than I've heard Godot, and I've always thought it was Godot uh, until until about a year ago. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it is Gal Gadot. But mm. uh, but uh, yeah, Wonder Woman. That, that first Wonder Woman like, movie though, mm, fantastic. Yeah, she, and I love her in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like she is, I don't know, like just so like. Gal Gadot is just like Wonder Woman, like in real life too. Like the the cringy video that like she had on Twitter, like whatever. Like oh, we'll, we'll just look, imagine. Yeah, video, look, we'll yeah. look past that. But like you know, like I feel like she like she just fits this role super well, um, mm. and uh, she embraces it. Um, I think and and uh, like for for little girls, like that has to be like awesome to look up to. Oh, it's got to be someone cool. like you her. Know, I actually uh, when I was younger. And I was out at my, and I was at like my grandparents' house. We'd watch a lot of uh, the Wonder Woman series of old with like Linda Carter mm. uh, from from pretty pretty long ways back. Here, let me see when that was. It's available on HBO Max nowadays. Nineteen seventy five through nineteen seventy nine. Mm. Uh, Linda Carter played Wonder Woman, so I'd, I'd I'd watch those that old old series with my with my grandma and grandpa. It was uh. Very nostalgic for me. Mm. So Wonder Woman does see a bit of a rise on my list compared mm. to yours. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. My uh, eight, or that was my 79. 79, 79, all right. Athena and Wonder Woman at 79. Mm. Wow. That's kind of cool. Look at that. That's, yeah. uh, I'll underline that one. The little Marvel, Marvel DC equivalent. Put an asterisk. That's, that's worth an asterisk. Yeah, there it is. But seventy-eight, following my Thena pick, I had to go Gilgamesh. Mm. Um, I loved, I loved Gilgamesh in that movie. And the more I watch Eternals, the more, the more my favorite, one of my favorites, he becomes. Um, he's just wise. He knows the like. He just, he just knows the way. Mm. He knows what's the what's the right thing to do. And uh, like whenever Cersei seeks the advice on how to speak to Arishim, and he's like, maybe you're trying too hard. Sometimes you just have to listen. Like it's just like it's all it's all just really simple mm. shit. He's just and he's down to ride, you know. I'd do it again on any oh my, planet. Yeah. Oh god. Man, he what a guy. Um Oh, I mean he uh I will protect her. I guess I won't. I mean I'm I'm like pretty much right there. I have three more until I get to my uh my Eternals run. Um ah, so we'll start next episode mm. with yours, I think. Yes. Um, oh yeah, they st- seventy-five is the last eternal. So uh, funny. Yeah. Seventy-five is my top eternal, or seventy-six is my top eternal. So we'll finish wow. this episode with mine and start next That's episode with yours. Crazy. Um, wow, how that turned out. But uh, but moving on, my seventy-eight, a different direction, but back in the in D or sticking with DC for me. Um, this is where I have Alfred Pennyworth. Um, mm. And uh, Pennyworth. The, next week yeah the uh, live action you know perf- or performances that i you know everyone thinks of immediately would be like dark knight and batman begins that that alfred uh that that yeah, we all Michael know Kane. um but in gotham he's like badass he's like a james bond basically uh mm. in gotham and like in comics like he's like badass like uh beats the shit out of who somebody um like was it superman I think he like beat the shit out of Superman in, in a comic book run somewhere, like legit, like like I I don't know I saw it on TikTok or something like that, but 
there's actually a show on HBO Max these days that I, I've been wanting to give a viewing. It's called Pennyworth. Hmm. Uh, and it, and Alfred is the main character. It's his young days as a spy uh, for for the country he he grows for the country he grew up in. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Alfred uh, <laughs> Alfred beat the shit out of Superman. I don't know, like, the context, if he was, like, weakened or near cryptic, whatever. But uh, at one point, Alfred beat, like, the shit out of Superman. <laughs> so. Goddamn. A... And who can forget Andy Serkis' portrayal as uh, as uh, Alfred mm. Pennyworth here in the, here in the most recent uh, Batman film. I love me some Andy Serkis, mm. you know, as he was uh, Ulysses Claw. And uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. It's just nice to have him Marvel, <laughs> DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and DC now with Ulysses Claw, Supreme Leader Snoke, and Alfred Pennyworth. What a collection of characters that guy's played, huh? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's fantastic. Quite the resume. Um, indeed, indeed. But yes, Alfred Pennyworth, he will he will be occurring later on my list. Hmm. Uh, he will, but uh, on to the next. 77. This is where I have Fastos. Mm. Um, love me some Fastos. And Brian Tyree Hen- Henry is fucking fantastic. So glad Atlanta's back on the air. Uh, he's he's fantastic in that. But uh, yeah, him as Fastos was was absolutely awesome. Uh, huge huge win for some representation here. Uh, mm. For ha- and getting a uh, getting a gay gay black superhero with. A whole family after having turned his back on humanity for the uh, for the atrocities mm. that they've once been once committed and have committed and continue to commit and it's just like he sees the good in humanity in them every day and I think that's a uh, just really cool I I, re- I really really like his character and uh, uh, mm. you know a lot of speculation whether or not he designed the the nuclear bomb which is absolutely not the case uh he stopped designing shit very long time ago before that and they got they got there on their own mm-hmm. uh he, sa- he even says it in that scene you know without my help and their advancement they wouldn't have gotten to this point uh druig was right Da-da-da-da-da. and obviously i think that scene's going to come back around when Arishim is doing his judgment which sucks yep um oopsies um <laughs> God damn it. Raggy. Um, as uh, as Eternals go, um, he's my uh, my top Eternal. Um, mm. he, he's my favorite. He's top two for me. Um, yeah, he's he's my favorite out of all of them. Um, so I mean, I, I will get get to him. I just love the the Brainiac, the uh, the the engineering. Like I mean, like uh, I, he was just. Oh, this is satisfying, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. I've been wanting to clip your wings. <laughs> That that was also very satisfying. The oh, whipping motion we, as well. You know, very down, oh. was like, <laughs> yeah, that shit was fantastic. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'll uh, I will get to uh, to him. Uh, God damn! More we talk about Eternals, the more I'm just like, fuck! I love it. That was movie. such a good movie. Don't know why it's the reviews so were the way they were. Like, don't and get you it. know, upon its release on Disney Plus, the reflection, the reception it got when more people were watching it, I've seen nothing but love mm. now. You know, I, people are loving that movie I, regardless. I swear people how. just didn't watch it. And they just like went along with what everyone was saying. I swear, like, I, 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 I don't think people just wanted to go watch a three hour and 20 minute movie or whatever it ended up being. Like, 
Mm. I think people just like didn't watch it and were just like, yep, this one sucked. I, I want to be in the, in the know, you know, or whatever, but, uh, yeah. I don't know, but, uh, my, uh, 77, I'm sticking in DC. Um, curious on where he is on yours, but this is where peacemaker lies with me. Um, and, uh, I mean that, you know, in suicide squad and, and especially the show, um, that show was so good. Uh, one of my favorite just things to come out in, uh, in 2022 so far. Um, James Gunn just killed it and, uh, John Cena killed it as Peacemaker. Um, so, uh, I, I was thinking about putting them higher, but I don't know if that was recency bias and everything like that, but I don't know. Like, I really, like, I really love that show and, uh, um, can't wait. He'll be coming up in the next, uh, in next episode. Mm. Uh, not, not too much further up my list either, but, uh, it, it, He's a really, he got developed a lot for me in the Suicide Squad, and not in the Suicide Squad, in Peacemaker, in his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming off the Suicide Squad, that's my least favorite character from that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaving the Peacemaker, I'm like, that just, that's just a testament to what James Gunn can do with a fucking character. Damn. Like, <laughs> that's, the, that is the, true. That's amazing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. just the, the sympathy, the sympathy you develop over the course of the, of the show for Peacemaker, learning more about his dad and, uh, his upbringing and what happened to him when he was younger and uh, you know, him on his own upon, you know, Rick flags words ringing in his head, you know, peacemaker. What a joke. You literally called that like, by the way, you called it so early. Um, (laughs) Like, I was like, I think that's going to be a moment they build on. I think that's something that really got (laughs) three or four times that they showed it in the show. Right. Like (laughs) crying his ass off (laughs) thinking about it. Like I was like, Hey, all right, cool. They're doing exactly what I wanted them to do, which was just, uh, which was just, you know, as far as like what I want from a series, they nailed it. They, uh, they, they fucking nailed it. And, uh, yeah, man, like the more I think about that series, the more I'm like, I cannot wait for season mm. two. Uh, that's going to be fucking glorious, but yeah, Peacemaker, that's a good, that's a good one for your 77. Mm-hmm. All right. So one more each for this episode mm-hmm. with, and with that. Ends my Eternals. We've got Makari, mm. 76. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Speedster. This is my favorite Eternal. Uh, I think she's uh, she's just really cool. You know, uh, seeing her beat Icarus's ass there at the end, uh, uh, bombarding his shit, was absolutely awesome. Did not need uh, to use slow motion. Like, I didn't realize this, like, at all, until it was just brought up in somewhere on Twitter or something. But, like, whenever someone pointed out that, like, not a single time did they use slow mo like they didn't use slow motion like at all with Makari. Um, and it looked good and like you kept up even though she was going blazing speed. Yeah, you it know? was like it was impeccable, you know. Like they mm. they used like the they used less slow motion, more of like a freeze frame sort of effect where like they like showed her mm. make impact for like for like half a second mm. longer than she probably was mm. making impact. It was like, like, and then she kept whenever going, she was like, like corner or like push Icarus into like the, you know, kind of rock or oh, boulder, use the sonic and then just boom like, to push him back. Like, just like, just kept like punching into like just running into him in all different directions. Like you just saw like, boom, boom, boom. And he kept like going deeper and deeper into like the rock, you know? And like, Oh, like, fantastic. Oh my God. And her like, uh, finding the, like, the spot of the convert or the emergence, you know, mm-hmm. like her running, like, a, like 
just zooming across Earth, you know, was super cool to see. Like, uh, but one of my favorite things just about the character is that she's uh, she's just been stealing shit for years, mm. just like artifacts mm. and books <laughs> and all. Like, she is probably a great source for like a lot of like the most legendary missing shit. Ooh. Uh, she's just. That'd be so cool if they just have like history time with Makari, you know, like Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be so cool. Well, it's all still on the domo, and they're on the domo uh at the end of Eternals. So God, that word, man. I I don't know what it is. I can't take it seriously, no matter what. Major Domo. Yeah, I can't believe that's the name domo. of the ship, Domo. Oh, man, I can't uh. But uh mm. that's a, a nice way to, to round off the Eternals. Um Oh yeah, and obviously, like just a huge, uh, an awesome step for representation mm. with Warren Riddleoff as the, uh, as the actress there, uh, being deaf and using using sign language on screen. It was really awesome, and uh, I just absolutely loved her. The first time we hear her voice when Druig uh, gets shot down and she screams. Mm. Apparently, that was improvised. Damn. Like that was not supposed to like she. Damn. Like I was like, oof, that was beautiful, you know. Like I was such a great mm. moment where you you feel it all, you know. You feel everything mm. she felt in that moment. I thought that was awesome. But uh, mm. yeah, Makari, that's that's my top eternal, mm. and uh, she she ends this episode at seventy six. My uh, seventy six, uh, fitting that he's at the top, you know, of this episode or the top of this part, you know, this milestone is a kingpin. Um, no, no, this is a little little low for him, but uh. Of the Spidey villains, I don't know why. I just never have really latched on to Kingpin. Um, like I have with like a Doc Ock or Green Goblin or, a, you know. Mm. But, uh, I mean, he's badass, that's for sure. Um, and like I love him in Daredevil. Vanessa. Um, you know. Vanessa. <laughs> you embarrassed me in front of Vanessa. You will pay. Like, I don't know. That smashed yeah. dude's head in a car oh. door. Now, yeah, this is another one that will have a pretty sizable difference. Like, uh, I think it's funny the ones that are uh, first step. Like, there are a couple so far for me that are first episode for you, last episode for mm. me, and uh, I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> or second to last episode, one or the other. Like, uh, top fifty mm-hmm. anyway, you know. Uh, mm. And uh, yeah, Kingpin, Kingpin snuck in up there just, and it is mostly because of his Daredevil mm. performance. I love, I love. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. I think, uh, damn now. Yeah. Damn. Now that I'm thinking about like his daredevil performance and like how, like his whole childhood, it's, it's like backstory. Good. And then like the, the no, like, I was, I was genuinely and, surprised just mm, now to hear you. Damn, this that is kind of why sure he'd become a I just, I was like, uh, looking for someone to like round off, like right before 75. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, you know, like King, like, uh, he's like the King of this part or whatever, but like, maybe he's like more of the King of like the 50 milestone. Like maybe that's like <laughs> maybe, yeah, more maybe. like that, that should be where he belongs. And that's oh, wow. the thing that's too, crazy. is that like at any given point, what I'm reading, what I'm watching can mm. vastly sway this very list. You know, uh, had I not come off a of daredevil viewing just, just a few weeks ago or I guess a couple months ago now uh like Kingpin might not be so high but like before before uh before I watched Daredevil Kingpin might not be on this at all you know like it's like a performance was so good oh Vincent D'Onofrio just dominant oh you embarrassed me in front of Vanessa all the memes the oh 
Man, oh, and him in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, Takes up yeah, the whole screen, you know. That's Kill that guy. <laughs> no neck. Or maybe just the most massive shoulder back muscle you've ever seen on a man. Perhaps. Um. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> nah, Kingpin, Wilson Fisk. That's a really cool character. Another really cool adaptation of Spider-Man PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they take him, when he takes him down at the beginning of that video game, and he's like, "You fucking idiot! You're gonna realize, mm. you're gonna realize, I held this shit together. I'm the reason shit wasn't terrible." Mm. Uh, <laughs> what a cool concept of a character! Oh, just for his family, all well, for his family. And I also like, uh, I also like like the Shadowland stories where like he uh, his his interactions with Daredevil and like Iron Fist and uh, these. The, the hand and stuff mm. like that, that, that martial arts side of the universe. It's really, it's really interesting that Kingpin has any sort of association with that in, in the comic books, but he does. And, uh, it's, uh, it's really, really cool to see that in mm. comics. Uh, yeah. Whenever he just started speaking Japanese, um, like in, in daredevil or, uh, like that, that was like, you know, like, okay. Like, uh, okay. Uh, see you. Um, and it was like in his voice, oh, yeah, still, you know, like the way he spoke, like his oh, mannerisms yeah, were still like coming through, game. like somehow. The same, the same <laughs> contemplation on every word, but I'll take this one. It makes me feel lonely. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, that is something you want to feel when you're looking at yeah, looking at yeah. a painting. Dude, and the way they threaded that his prison cell, whenever he's looking at uh, his prison cell wall and, uh, uh Oh man, it's just a that's just a fucking show right Damn. there, man. Yeah, more to talk about him. What the important. hell is he doing down here? Um, no, okay. yeah, I had I had one of those just a little bit mm. ago, uh, towards the beginning of this episode with uh, with Heimdall, and uh, I was like, "Fuck, mm. I don't know why I don't know why I had him down here." Mm. The more I talk about him, the more I fucking love him. But uh, mm. yeah, yeah. With that, I think that concludes part one. Of a, of a four-part series oh, yeah. in our uh, top 100 comic book characters. Uh, very, very, very exciting. Uh, so that was 76 through 100. Next week, we will find 75 through 51, 50 through 25, 50 through 26 the week after that, and then the top 25 to conclude the saga. Mm-hmm. And thus, we'll conclude our top 100s. I don't know that we'll be able to do another um, on anything. Um but perhaps, who knows, maybe one day. SpongeBob episodes. Uh, I don't know. I, I just was trying to think, think of about. anything that could cover 100. But uh. <laughs> We could do like, uh, we could rank like all the Disney Plus episodes of television, uh, Marvel and Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. Now we're getting somewhere. Now, now we're getting creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, that concludes the Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. If you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom. That's C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M, where you'll find well over 24 hours of exclusive content, including some preparation for this top 100 list where we, uh, Joe, Joe had to come up with the, uh, the last of his, uh, last of his list. Uh, and we, uh, We've had so much other content over there over the course of uh, over the course of the year, and it's uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, if you would follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. 
Leave a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And you've embarrassed me in front of Vanessa.